In Matthew 4:19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. My name is Beth Laurie. I am your host, and I'm so glad to be with you today. I have two special guests with me today, my brothers in Christ. I have Terry Cooper and Bill Creech. Hi, guys. Hey, Beth. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Yeah, we're so glad to have both Terry and Bill with us today. Um, I've had them come on because we're going to talk about Emmaus. And um, Bill is our lay leader for Emmaus here at Mount Pisgah. And Terry Cooper sits on the board of Emmaus uh, for the North Georgia uh, Division. And I am so excited. Every time I talk to them, we always end up bringing up Emmaus and the wonderful gift that it is has been to each of us personally. Um, But then also what a, a beautiful gift it is for us to share with the congregation and community at large. So um, I'd like to start with asking you guys, what is Emmaus? Um, Walk to Emmaus is a journey like in the scripture. Uh, If you look at Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35, you find two pilgrims walking home from Jerusalem to their village called Emmaus. And they meet a stranger on the road who tells them all about the scripture, about the Messiah and why they shouldn't be disappointed. And they get to their village, they break bread, and realize it was Christ that they had been talking to all along. So Walk to Emmaus is a retreat to grow your faith and love for Christ, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, and have an experience just like those pilgrims in Luke chapter 24. It's a retreat unlike anything you've ever attended, a journey that is hard to describe, but has changed many lives. It's changed my life and my marriage and my script and my spiritual journey with Christ. Yeah, it's it's the single most impactful thing spiritually that I've done in my life. It was uh, uh, I was invited to go on the weekend um, back in 2007 um, by a friend, a couple. We went out to just went out to lunch after after church one Sunday and they uh, we were talking about this thing and and. Uh, I don't know if they even used the word Emmaus. They just talked about a retreat and uh, would we be interested in going? And uh, I had heard about Emmaus at my previous church, but never, it just wasn't a big thing there. And uh, anyway, long story short, we uh, uh, we both went uh, in October of 2007. Uh, I went one weekend, my wife went the following weekend and it without a doubt propelled my spiritual journey I, I, I use the analogy, if you remember when you were a kid, you had uh, Hot Wheels cars and you had the little house with the, with the dial, you, you dial on the top and the car goes in here and it comes shooting out the other end. That's kind of the way I was coming back from Emmaus. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, had the afterburners going. So um, definitely uh, it was, it was the most rewarding thing I've done. Okay. I love that. That's a great imagery for us to think about. Um, <laughs> All right, so Bill, the the scripture you meant, say that passage again. What's the, where's it found? Yes, Luke, yeah, Luke chapter 24, 13 through 35, which is a story often titled Road to Emmaus in your Bible. Right. And so these, these gentlemen were walking uh, and Jesus comes along and they have great conversation, right? And uh, 
as the story goes on, I think they uh, had dinner together, right? Jesus was going to leave, but they invited him to stay and they had dinner together. And uh, later on, their eyes were awakened that Jesus was with them, right? Um, yes. And they were changed from it. Uh, they they had seen the resurrected Christ and it was uh, quite transformative for them. And then I got to hear both of you guys say how it was for you <laughs> yourself. Um, now, when we use the word Emmaus, there are other there are other retreats in that. Can you tell me what all that includes? Yeah, there's three types, or at least that's the wording I use. There's walk to Emmaus for adults, which is a three day weekend, and for North Georgia, we hosted at a facility in North Georgia, and men go one weekend and women go another. Um, Face-to-face is a four-day retreat during the day without an overnight stay that's co-ed that's held at local churches and is tended typically for 60 years and older. So you're senior believers. And then Christless is a three-day weekend, very similar format to Walk to Emmaus for youth uh, that have completed a freshman year in high school through age of college. And again, it's at a retreat in North Georgia, and the girls go one weekend and the boys go another weekend. So there is a version of Walk to Emmaus for adults, seniors, and youth. Okay, that's great. So there's the specialized experiences for each of them. Um, so who should go to Emmaus? Maybe or why they should go to Emmaus? Tell me, tell me that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a retreat for uh, for people who are are you know, well-founded in their faith. It's not for a brand new believer. Um, It's not for someone in crisis, Um, you know, having, you know, a a loss of a spouse, for example, or divorce or something like that. But it's, it's for anyone that wants a deeper relationship with Christ. Um, Over the course of the three days, Christ is revealed to the pilgrims. And that's, that's what the participants are called. They're called pilgrims. Uh, Christ is revealed through a series of 15 uh, lectures, or we call them talks. Uh, Ten of those are prepared and delivered by lay people. Uh, Five are uh, delivered by clergy. And uh, in that, in in that, uh, those 15 talks, we uh, unveil, if you will, uh, maybe think of it peeling back the onion, right? So, we go deeper with each one in terms of of our relationship with Christ, our relationship with our our fellow believers. Okay, yeah, that makes uh, sense and sounds good. I like to hear um, those talks if I had never been to something like that before. Um, any what I sometimes hear that people have a little anxiety about going. Uh, what do you think that is about? I think it's because people uh, are afraid of the unknown and. Um, I know when I went, I was anxious to go, but my wife was very hesitant. But after she went, she loved it. And her hesitancy was nobody told her any details. And I'm willing to share any detail anybody wants to know about it if their hesitancy is because of the unknown. Or another friend of mine was hesitant to go because their knowledge of the Bible wasn't strong enough. Now, all it takes is faith. But another friend didn't want to go because he didn't think his faith was strong enough. Nope. 
That's not a limiting factor either. And I've had people go, oh, well, I'm on medication and I can't go without medication all weekend. No, we'll make sure that you get your medication during the weekend. So there's, you know, all kinds of reasons people have come up with while, why they don't want to go or are, um, are concerned. But we can address all of those, I believe, by just talking about it. Terry, you have thoughts on it? Yeah, I, w- I was the same way. Um... You know, back in 07, when I went, I think there was a, a bit of a secrecy about uh, the whole the whole event. Uh, and I've come to understand that, I mean, there are there are aspects we don't want to reveal because it takes away the impact. But I'll tell you the titles of all 15 talks. I'll tell you what each one of those talks is about. Um, I'll even give you a couple that I've I've get delivered over the years. Um, but uh you know, the, the, the neat thing for me, <clears throat> there are a maximum of 36 pilgrims per event. There's a support team of 72 people serving those 36. And wow. you've never experienced that level of unselfish love in your entire life. One, one friend tells a story about... Uh, on his weekend, uh, there was a surgeon who was part of the, the team and his job was cleaning the bathrooms. Mm. He took three days out of his practice to go out to serve the pilgrims and clean toilets. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of gives you an idea of, of how impactful this is for folks. Wow. Um, it's, uh, I get, I get a, I, I had a, a tremendous blessing being a pilgrim, but I get a different kind of blessing every time I go back to serve. Mm. And I do that twice a year pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, Beth, back to why somebody might not want to go. I've had pastors that I've sponsored on Walk to Emmaus tell me, oh, well, I've been to divinity school. I got a doctorate. I've studied the Bible for years. You know, there isn't anything I can learn. Well, they went and they found that they had wonderful head knowledge. They gained heart knowledge. And I think that's wonderful. So even if you're a mature believer, you can grow your heart knowledge and your love of Christ by attending. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I didn't realize the numbers that there were uh, so many more there to serve um, each week. So we're we're a podcast about uh, discipleship, disciple making. Um, So how would you say Emmaus... Is it a catalyst for discipleship or how would you describe it? I think that's a great way to describe it. It, For me anyway, coming back, um, I wanted to get involved somewhere, somehow. I was already involved in in choir. So, you know, I had had that connection. But uh, in terms of um, some kind of of a study group, uh, I got involved in a discipleship group in 2008. um, And that continued in one form or another for a number of years. And that group eventually grew and split into four other discipleship groups. Um, And so from the original, I guess we started out with about 12, shrunk to 10. Out of the original 10 that stayed all the way to the end, those four groups then were discipling somewhere between 40 and 50 men. Um, and, And that's the kind of response, I think that a lot of people have coming back from Emmaus is that now 
they want to keep going deeper. Um, you know, I, I always encourage pilgrims that have that have been and come back, you know, sign up and, and serve on a team because it's a, like I say, it's a different kind of blessing, but you also need to get involved in your local church. It's not, Emmaus is not a replacement for your local church. It's to build up leaders for your local church. And uh, I encourage them to get involved in, in discipleship and, and uh, learn how to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Mm. Yes, I'd like to echo what Terry said, that walk to Emmaus is not a substitute for your local church. It's to build you up to go back and be a better servant in your local church. And Emmaus is not some secret society. It's just a group of people who love people and want <laughs> them to love Christ. Right. There is no secret handshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I've seen that happen, too, where people came uh from Emmaus, and you use the Hot Wheels example, but they were like on fire and ready, and that propelled them into discipleship and gave them such an outward focus. And to your point, they started serving at Emmaus and in the church and just really being a light for the Lord in so many ways. Um, Okay, so just curious, going backwards, what if someone's already involved? Like maybe they're already a discipleship group, they're already in a discipleship group, or maybe they already have... um, they're a leader even. Do they still need to go to Emmaus? I, I think there's a tremendous blessing to be had uh, for anyone. Um, they'll probably have a little bit of an advantage, uh, I would say, over over the typical pilgrim, whatever that whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if, if you haven't had that, uh, when Steve spoke about Emmaus a few weeks ago, he talked about a 72-hour retreat. I don't even know if he used the word Emmaus. I think he just talked about a 72-hour retreat. Um, and that's, a, you know, that to me was a, a, the probably part of the biggest blessing of the weekend was you unplug from your computer, unplug from your compu- your phone, your watch. There is no, it, time has no meaning. You're on, you're on God's time. And uh, although we did sneak football scores in, so that was, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not fanatical. So, you know. but uh, you know, it, it was a, a time really to unwind and just give yourself over to God. And uh, you know, there's, there's time in the prayer chapel where, where you uh, individually or in groups um, you have time to, to spend with the Lord and, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was a tremendous blessing for me. Mm. Yes, indeed. I agree. Yeah. You know, in my um, own journey, you guys know that uh, Penny Morgan discipled me uh, one-on-one uh, for several years. And one of the, I don't think in the first year she sent me to Emmaus, I felt so loved. It was just such a wonderful experience. And then, you know, she was my sponsor, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but just to have her, you know, um, caring for me uh, through all of that and um, caring that I should go. And it really also, I think, was such a transformative um, experience. But it is so, um, they're very integrated, you know, discipleship and Emmaus. I think they're yeah. they're they're really good. And then the sacredness, Terry, the way you described getting away with the Lord, getting away in a safe, sacred space just to allow him to pour out his love on you is a gift we don't get these days. I mean, we have so much going on. We have all this 
distraction in our world and to be able to to get away, that's a wonderful gift, right? You don't have to think about all the to-dos and not to-dos of home and in the world. You just get to be. And I, I think there's something special about that. 72 hours. Yeah. Yes, indeed. 72 hours focused on the Lord is just wonderful for your soul. <laughs> wonderful for your soul. All right. So um, how do you go? Like, how do you sign up or how does it work? What are the mechanics of it? So you would uh, typically have a sponsor that would guide you and help you fill out the application and take you to the weekend and prepare you. And then after your weekend, help get you into a discipleship group, et cetera. And how do you find a sponsor is probably the big question. In my case, I was in the choir. And so a choir member sponsored me. Thank you, Terry. And, (laughs) (laughs) And, but in your Sunday school class or in your church social groups, I bet you somebody has been on Walk to Emmaus and would love to sponsor you. And it's not just North Georgia Walk to Emmaus. There's been lots of Walk to Emmaus all across the country. Anyone who's been can be a sponsor for you. It's just they need to know a little bit about the North Georgia uh, weekend, which either Terry or Bill can help you with that. And if you can't find a sponsor, reach out to Bill, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you. Yes. Okay, that's helpful. And then is there um, a website or anything they could go to to also learn more information? There's the North Georgia Walk to Emmaus, which is NGWTE.org. That's the main uh, North Georgia Walk to Emmaus website. And that has links to -to face-to-face and to Chrysalis, which I won't try to give you those, but it's NG, North Georgia, W-T-E, walk to Emmaus.org, O-R-G. Okay, yes. That, that website there. has on it a pretty cool about three-minute video with some testimonials from a church in somewhere in Texas, I think, uh, of people's reaction after having come back from Emmaus. Uh, it's, worth, it's worth three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you it's, for it's mentioning that. It's worth your time that. to listen to that. I have I have seen that video on that website and it is very good. And they also have a schedule of when these uh, walks are coming up. Right, there are some coming up this fall. Right, yeah. there's a men's and women's uh, walk in September. Uh, there's a men's and women's walk in October. A men's and women's walk in November. Okay. And then there's Christmas flights, a boys, a girls flight in uh, December, uh, leading up to New Year's Eve. And the boys' chrysalis is Martin Luther King weekend. Oh, okay. And there's also a uh, face-to-face encounter scheduled for the third week. Uh, don't hold me to that. It's third or fourth week of October. October 25th James through the 28th at St. James UMC. Yes, yeah, so oh. that's the fourth week. Okay. And that's not far away either. Um, yeah. Okay. That's super helpful. So if someone's listening today and they're um, a sponsor, maybe they could be thinking of someone who would like to go this fall. Uh, Maybe they could uh, think of someone you mentioned in their groups that they're already involved in. So for sure, if they have someone in their discipleship group who hasn't been. Um, And then if someone is just listening and they're not involved in a group or don't know really how to get a sponsor, um, how about you email uh, DiscipleLife at MountPisca.org and I will get you here in touch with Bill or Terry, and they will—they are going to help facilitate 
the whole sponsorship thing. That is not a barrier at all. Um, There are tons of people out there who are super excited to sponsor, right? Yeah, Yeah. I kind of describe it that the sponsor is kind of the shepherd uh, leading the pilgrim through the experience. Um, Well, they'll they'll tell you what to take along, what not to take along and and, uh, help get you prepared and and, uh, physically get you to the retreat and pick you up. Picking you up is an integral part of the sponsorship role. So that's. Yeah. Right. You, they make it so easy for you. You just ride in the car. And yeah, exactly. They take exactly. good care of you. It's all, it's all, you just let it happen. And that's, that's what's cool about the whole weekend is you don't have to think about anything. You can just turn it all over to God and let it happen. So. Yeah. Yes. And anyone who's been on Walk to Emmaus can sponsor. And I encourage you to pray uh, to God to reveal to you who you could be a sponsor for. Okay. Yes. Pray for that. That's good. And then if someone is listening today and they have gone to Emmaus and they sort of haven't sponsored someone in a while, or maybe they haven't served, right? They haven't gotten involved in that wonderful gift. Can they also reach out to you and and get connected into how to serve? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We would, I'm sure that they would love to get um, signed up for some other future walks, right? On that website, they, there is a link to say, I want to serve. Oh, okay. On that same website. But reach out to Terry Cooper or Bill Creech and we can help you. We're serving, I don't know, Terry and I both served about a dozen times. So we kind of know the ropes. <laughs> yes. Because also on that website, there's an application. We have them also at the church if you should be there on Sunday. But um, they are available to help make this um, a wonderful getaway uh, with you and the Lord. Um, so, guys, any parting words, anything else you want our listeners to know? I, I just, I can't stress enough what a blessing Walk to Emmaus has been in my life. Um, it's, it's made a huge difference in our marriage. It's made a huge difference in my spiritual walk. Um, I, I recommend anybody, if you, if you have any curiosity at all, look into it and, and, uh, and get involved. Yes, I would echo what Terry said. It's been a wonderful blessing in my life. It uh, was a huge uh, catalyst to my faith in Jesus Christ. It was wonderful for my marriage. My wife and I had been married for 20 some years and it just really enriched our marriage to where we prayed together and uh, shared together more than we ever had. And I uh, have talked to many people and everyone I've ever talked to has said, what a blessing, walk to a mass face-to-face, or Christless has been for their life. Yes. I know many that say that same thing as well. Well, this has just been wonderful. Thank you guys for being our guest on the podcast today, letting people understand more about it. I love that you said you'll answer any question. You're not, there's no barriers. There's no secrets. There's nothing that we're (laughs) trying to hide. It's a wonderful getaway. So for any anxiety you might have, go talk to Bill or Terry or someone else you know that's been, um, because it is definitely worth that conversation. Um, So thank you guys for what you do uh, to help those um, who pilgrims who are coming and for the service that you give not only to uh, King's Retreat and the North Georgia uh, Walk to Amaze community, but also to um, us at Mount Pisgah. We're sure blessed by both Terry and Bill. If you are listening to this podcast today and you know someone who might be interested in Walk to Emmaus, why don't you share this with them? Let them uh, listen to this conversation. Maybe it would ease some of their nerves or answer some of their questions. 
And if you are considering uh, sponsoring or knowing someone that is also, uh, remind them that the applications are on that website and we can get out there and uh, get a movement, an awakening of Jesus happening in our community (laughs) um, by just letting them be invited to this weekend away. So until next time, uh, go in peace. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. 